In our spinal column, we hold two different dimensional realities within our humanoid uh, carbon-based spinal column. Um, and that means that within this incarnation on Earth, we are able to function from two different dimensional realities. Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. This podcast is part of an online community at solaceandshine.ca. It is a platform for those yearning to remember their true purpose. We are coming to you from Ishtadev Niwas Ashram in the Purcell Mountains of beautiful British Columbia, Canada, within the unceded territory of the Tanaha Nation. The Solace and Shine podcast dives into teachings from the soul's ancestral roots. The teachings are here so that we may embrace the human experience and live it with beauty, courage, and creativity. These teachings will make you want to lean in and shine wholeheartedly together in community. Allow me to introduce to you our host and guide, Sanyasi Shivani. Shivani has worked as a medium and a spiritual teacher for the last 20 plus years. Through her dedicated practice as a renunciant and a teacher of yoga, she guides community through all aspects of living and embodying spirit through foundations of love, service, yoga ecology, and elevated esoteric teachings. Are you ready to embody your light? Welcome to the Solace and Shine podcast. Hello again, and Namon Orion. This is Chaitanya. I am a longtime student here at Ishidev Niwas Ashram. If you are listening to this episode, there is a high chance that you have heard of the third and the fifth dimensional realities. Sanyasi Shivani offers us a brief introduction of a roadmap that can be used to understand what this means. And I find it fascinating that two different dimensional realities are actually inside of us already, living within our spinal column. And as the frequencies inside of us arise, we start to resonate with a perception of reality that is beyond the third dimension. Sanyasi Shivani says, it's all right here. We just have to be able to dissolve and get a little mucky and take that leap of faith. In the episode, Sanyasi Shivani describes how to actually draw a dimensional map. And we have also provided one on our Ishidev Niwas Instagram account. The link is down in the show notes. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. This one I will certainly listen to more than once. And if you would like to access more in-depth teachings regarding dimensional mapping, Ishtadev Niwas offers an in-person seven-day chakra immersion. I have done this immersion and it changed my life. The link is also in the show notes. This episode was recorded on a cool Canadian spring day and you can hear the fire crackling in the background as Ishtadev Niwas is heated all by wood heat. And a lot of their cooking is also done by wood heat. I hope it gets you excited and warms your heart to know the beautiful direction that consciousness is evolving towards. Enjoy! everybody. This is Sanyasi Shivani. And uh, today I've been asked to talk to you about dimensional mapping. 
Now, what does that even mean? Uh, well, within our spinal column, I'm just gonna get down to it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna muck about with a with a whole bunch of uh, intros here. Um, when in our spinal column, we hold two different dimensional realities within our humanoid, uh, carbon-based spinal column. Um, and that means that within this incarnation on earth, we are able to function from two different dimensional realities. One of those realities is the third dimensional reality. And this is connected to the first three chakras within the spinal column. Muladhara chakra, which is number one, Swadhisthan, which is number two, and Manipura chakra, which is number three. And our third dimensional reality revolves basically around the, the, the orientation, shall we say, of these three chakras. Now, of course, we do experience the other chakras. Um, for example, the heart, which is number four of Anahat, Vishuddhi, which is number five, and Agnya, which is number six. We do experience those within a third dimensional experience, but we're not orientated to them. They are orientated to our third dimensional perspective. Okay, so for example, when you think of a bird flying, you naturally uh, think of seeing the underside of the bird. You see the bird and the underside of the belly and the underside of the wings because you are habitually orientated to standing on earth and looking up when you think of a bird flying, right? But when, a, for example, maybe a pilot uh, in a plane is thinking of a bird flying, perhaps they perceive uh, the top of the bird and the top of the wings looking down onto a bird flying rather than up at it. It's not that the bird's not flying. It's that what you think of and what your imagery in your mind orientates to is coming from a denser frequency, a lower frequency. And that does not mean lower as in worse. It just means lower as in lower. So when we talk about dimensional mapping, what we're talking about is our orientation to reality. Now, reality is not truth. Truth is truth is truth. But reality has more of a, shall we say, power over this moment because of our own karmas, because of our own patternings and because of, of the reality. It's real. It's always in relation to ourselves. So in the third dimensional matrix of these one, two, and three, Muladhara, Swadhisthan, Manipura. So if you were going to draw this on a piece of paper, I would say you start at the bottom uh, right hand side, right hand corner of your piece of paper, and you write one, two, three, four, five, six up, up the center of the paper. So start at the bottom of the paper and write one, two, three, four, five, six. Number one being the lowest number, number six being the highest number. All right. This is what I'm gonna very briefly talk to you today. It is way more in, de in depth. In fact, when I teach this, I actually teach it as a full one week course of about mm, 80 hours. So this is obviously just a very, very small introduction, a, 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 a did you ever consider kind of um, uh, 
introduction. So the third dimensional matrix has its foundation, right? The foundation is number one. So I usually put a little line under number one. This is the foundation. This is the seed we're planting. If you plant a sunflower, you will grow a sunflower. If you plant a daffodil, you will grow a daffodil, right? What you seed in this foundational frequency of Muladhara Chakra in your reality is the flower that you will bloom when we get to Manipura. And in this foundational frequency on one side, so on the right-hand side, you would write, of the right-hand side of number one, you would write fear. And on the left-hand side of number one, you would write faith or trust. Now, these are the foundations. If you plant fear, you will bloom fear and control and, and anger and all of the shadow sides of Manipura Chakra. If you plant faith and trust in the divine, making sure, remember, you are a spirit having a human experience, not a human having a spiritual experience. So when you, I talk about faith and trust, I'm not talking about faith in something rooted in the third dimension because then that doesn't allow your reality to change. It doesn't allow for growth because the third dimension is always locked within the third dimensional uh, rules, right? The divine law of that dimension. So faith and trust has got to be in something beyond the human reality. Now this can be anything. I really do not care what it is, whether it's Jesus or Muhammad or Buddha or Shiva or, you know, it does not matter. What matters is that you cultivate a foundation of faith in the divine essence of who you are. And from that place, we come into the portal of the third dimension. So everything comes through into the third dimension through Swarastan Chakra, and that's number two. Now you think about it, if number one is connected to literally the earth element, then number two, Swarastan Chakra, is going to be connected to the water element. And lo and behold, as humans, we sit in the water element for nine months. We start as a thought in our mother's or our father's minds. Then that comes through into an action. That comes through into us sitting in the waters for nine months, creating our solidity so that we can be birthed into this reality. So Swarastan, number two, the water element, is our portal into the third dimensional reality. And this is where the samskaras that our impressions, our emotions come through. So our reality in the third dimension really is affected by whether or not we are identified. Not whether or not we have emotions. We all have emotions. But when you identify with the emotion, that creates a reaction and an action based on that emotion being truth. And that is what creates karma. So in, as from a yogic perspective, we always want to be witnessing the emotions, not suppressing them, not making them go away, not trying to turn them into anything else than they are, but witnessing, just like you witness 
waves on the ocean. You don't get out of the boat trying to push the waves to look a certain way. You witness them, and as they come towards you, you brace yourself appropriately so that you don't fall over. And But you witness them, you ride them, you don't let them break on you and uh, make you crash. So it's through this water element, these emotions, that is the portal into the third dimension. This is what our third dimensional reality revolves around. And so I always put a circle around the two. So we've got a little line at the bottom of number one. And we have a circle around number two. And it's what we orientate around. It's what everything revolves around, our likes and our dislikes, our desires. This is what the third dimension revolves around, our desires. Our desires to feel safe, our desires to feel loved, our desires to feel uh, like we have more, that we are... um, you know, have self-worth, like our desires is what we orientate around. And then number three is Manipura Chakra. And so I always put a little arrow pointing upwards next to the number three, because this is kind of what we top out at. This is what we bloom, right? And uh, in Manipura Chakra, the shadow side, so the side that we had the fear on, in uh, Manipura, number three is control, anger, low self-worth. And on the left-hand side, so above faith, we end up with service, surrender, and contentment. Now, why don't you have any words next to number two, you're saying? Well, on the right-hand side of number two, you would have desires. Likes and dislikes, sadness, guilt. And on the opposite side, above faith, on the left-hand side, you would have innate joy. Innate joy, not peak joy. Peak joy is on the right-hand side, above fear. Peak joy experiences are very transitory. Innate joy is be joyful because that is innately who you are. Innately, innately, at your essence, you are a joyful being of divine light having a human experience for the sake of experience and growth and calibration of self. So this is the third dimension in a nutshell. And you're like, well, where's love? Well, love is actually the foundation of the fifth dimension. In the fourth chakra, so above three, we have number four. But between three and four, I want you to put a little dashed line because that is the dimensional divide. It's the astral plane. I'm really not going to get into that today. But the fourth density is anahat. And this is the foundation of the fifth dimension. And... This is, again, a place of planting. It's a foundation. So, again, we draw a little line under the number four, just like number one. So, if you think of it like H2O, right? Hydrogen, two parts. Oxygen, one part. When the frequency of it is very, very slow, we experience it as ice. 
And that would be number one. That would be solid, earth, element, slow, cold, hard, right? But when we speed it up, that H2O becomes water. It's not a different substance. Ice and water are not different in their substance. But we experience them differently because of the frequency of the atoms. We experience ice as hard and cold. We experience water as fluid. So this is the same thing with love and faith. You can only love that which you have faith in. Faith and love are actually the same stuff. They're just at different frequencies. They're in different realities. Now, I'm not talking about attachment. Attachment is on the side. You write attachment next to number four at the side of fear. Attachment is not love. Love is not objectified. It, can, it does not, you do not love something. You don't love someone. That's not love. That's, you know, attachment, infatuation, uh, desire. But it's not love. Love is the frequency that is actually the foundation for all. Love is divine light. Love is, does, has no direction. Love is unconditional. Right? So I think in the West, we have to really reanalyze what we, how, how we relate to the word love. And that is connected to Anahat. On the left-hand side of Anahat, above faith, you have unconditional love. On the right-hand side, with your attachment, you have grief. And grief is always of the past. So... The grief is love trying to shake free of the past so that it can come into the moment, so that you can experience the love in the moment. And this is the foundation of the fifth dimension. I mean, it's, it's not surprising that as we make these dimensional shifts, as we're shifting from uh, an old paradigm to a newer paradigm, that globally we experience something that, like COVID, that uh, affects the lungs. Because this is a shift in grief. This is collectively shaking the heart and the lungs and the grief out of our bodies. So that we can recalibrate into valuing. You, you love what you value. You value what you love into valuing that which is a new paradigm. So that's the foundation of the fifth dimension, fourth density, right? Fifth density is Vishuddhi Chakra. It's the number five. That is what we revolve around. It's another portal. Just like number two is a portal in the third dimension, number five is the portal in the uh, fifth. And... 
On the right-hand side, above fear, you have lies and gossip. And on the left-hand side, above faith, you have truth and silence. And it's really interesting because when you talk, Vishuddhi Chakra, number five, is connected to the vocal cords and to words and to speech. This is why the practice of mantra is so important because it recalibrates the mind through the frequency of words. And people will always speak to you and show you their reality, what they are feeling, what their portal is into the third dimension. People will you speak it. They speak it. And you can tell this by the quality and how much light their words hold. What they choose to talk about. Are they always talking about the future or are they always talking about the past? Do they speak with vulgarity? Which quality? Are they always talking about sex? That's a two density. That's Swadastan Chakra. Uh, are they always speaking about their fears and their anxieties? That's number one. Uh, if they're talking about having more and control and and fiery and angry, this is number three. People will always tell you which density they are functioning from by the quality of their language. Because this is speaking the truth, not their truth, but the truth of the moment. And so this is why the, the speech is a very, very important tool to use as a portal into other paradigms. This is why we use mantra as a portal into other paradigms. And so people will tell you which paradigm they're running by what they speak about, how they speak, what they choose to speak about, what they choose to speak about, what they communicate, and not just verbally either, in all ways, what they spend their money on, what they spend their time on, you know, what they value. And then number six is Agniya Chakra. This is in the center of the skull. On the right-hand side above faith, you would write discernment, write knowledge. And on the left-hand side, we have ignorance. Right? When you, when you are functioning from a place of control and anger and fear, then you are going to have attachments and those attachments are going to bloom ignorance. And ignorance creates wrong action. And wrong action creates a reality that is born in suffering. Not pain. Pain is part of life. But suffering. Suffering is in the mind. And so we have these two different paradigms within our one spinal cord. And the, the, the gap between them is our diaphragm. Now this is... Much There is much more to this than what I am sharing with you today. Much more. Uh, and, you know, this is, this is why we have the Chakra Immersion um, uh, Week residency uh, at NIWAS. And 
and this is why we have the advanced um, courses that we do because this information is giving us the map of consciousness so that and it goes all the way up to 16. It doesn't stop at 6, just in case anybody's wondering why I'm stopping at 6. I understand that it goes all the way up to 16. 12 for the Jivatma, for the individual soul. 16 uh, to complete consciousness. But um, we have to start small. First of all, we must found foundation in faith. Witness our emotions. Practice surrender. Karma yoga is a great way to practice surrender. This will born contentment. This will, will birth innate joy in your life. When you are content, when you have innate joy, when you are, have a foundation in faith, then the calibration, the, the doors will open and you will find yourself in the portal into the fifth, dimensional paradigm and ha sit in the frequency anchored into the frequency of fourth density not fourth dimension that is something different right densities and dimensions are not the same and it's been quite challenging because there's different people that have different terminology but i think in the west we we need to start having a a, a centralized terminology on these things and it's where it's it's beautiful it's beautiful that we're alive right now to be part of this remembrance because it's not a relearning. This is, there is nothing that we need to discover. What is being experienced right now is what all of the ancient texts have written about in the Upanishads, the Ramacharita Manas, the Bhagavad Gita, they're all mapping out these shifts in consciousness. This is not new. But it's new to this moment. Because we are coming from such a state of ignorance, such a density, that it's like the sun is coming out for the first time. But the sun has always been there. And the sun has always been here on earth, in Gaia. But we're just recognizing it for the first time. But we are here, if you're listening to this, you are alive right now because you have the capacity to be one of the beings holding and embodying these new frequencies on earth to be part of the collective shift. If you're listening to this, you are part of the collective shift. If you have got this far into this podcast, <laughs> you are part of the collective shift. But there is work to be done. And there are layers to be remembered, to be discovered. But discovered doesn't mean created. To discover something means just to take the cover off it because it's always been there. So we need to dig deeper into what has been in front of us the whole time. 
so that we can start to see with clear eyes the beauty and the care and the consideration of the map before us. But then we have to embody it. We have to live it. We have to birth into it. We have to be willing to be caterpillars going into a chrysalis and completely dissolve. No caterpillar is going to believe that it will fly very shortly. No matter what the butterfly says to it, it has to go through the process itself. It has to discover it for itself. But don't think that going from a caterpillar to a butterfly is a new thing. It's not. But this moment will be new for that caterpillar at that moment. And that is beautiful. Just like an egg. An egg that breaks from the inside is birth. An egg that breaks from the outside is death. The breaking is inevitable. But when you have the courage to break the eggshell from the inside, there is a whole new world waiting. If you stay in the shell and expect something from the outside to break the shell for you, you experience that as trauma, not as liberation. So remember, faith and love is ice and water. Realization is steam. They are all the same stuff. You just relate to it differently because you interact with it differently at different frequencies. The frequency that you live at has a quality to it. If you can learn the map of the qualities of the light, of the frequencies, of the flames, then you will be able to grow. to birth wings and fly, all while still being alive. So I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope this is food for thought. And uh, yeah, it's all right here. We just have to be willing to dissolve, get a little mucky and take a leap of faith. No more than I. Thank you for joining us in our Solace and Shine podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and share it. We would love to hear what inspired you. And if you have any questions or topics that you would like for us to explore, please leave a note in the comments. Also, if you would like a daily dose of connection and raising of your frequency, join us on We Are our online community. You can find the link in the podcast description. Follow the link.